Oh my god! Did you watch? We did all these interviews. Did you see the live interviews we did during JCK? We were no, running around with a mic. Wow, okay. rude. I see anything. No, I You're like, rude. I'm not thinking about Vegas once I'm. Not I know here. she's like, I'm done. <laughs> I, didn't see anything. I don't blame you. So we ran around with a microphone. That's um, a great idea. Yeah, and yeah, we did that for cute. JCK. It was super fun. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and we had. I don't know if they liked it, but I mean, we'll, fine. We'll see. I will. Saren's sure coming on the pod. So good. Yeah. yeah. Good. So good. I hope she, I hope they like. She'll it. come. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so. Day one, I was running around in like a white YSL blouse. Let's talk about fashion. Let's talk about fashion. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then, <laughs> and which was like demure. Mm-hmm. And then day two. I mean, two, it wasn't buttoned to like here. Yeah, but I do that. I mean, but the whatever. Italians are there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. I'm European. He I can walk gorgeous. around half naked. It's He's, fine. You look gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from Bosnia. We walk around naked. But, uh, so. Is that true? No. Okay. No, we definitely work. But aren't you also like German influence? Which I grew is up not, in Germany, yeah. which is like, <laughs> button to the top, all the way up here. <laughs> but I just say that to get away with things. But uh, and then day two, I wore this top, which was like, at first glance, very demure, uh-huh. but it was completely sheer. Okay. It went up to the neck, but it was completely sheer. Great. So you sort of saw everything. But like and also on camera, it was like more sheer. It was more sheer on oh. camera. So when I okay. got dressed in my hotel room, I was like, okay, this is sheer, but it isn't right. bad. I know what you mean. And, and, and then, then when I, I held up the camera, I was like, uh... I can see your whole body. <laughs> everything. Like literally, it was like I was topless. It was just a yellow piece That's of fabric fine. over my naked body. But, and then we were... It worked. It worked. So when I left the hotel room, I thought, oh, this isn't so bad. And then when I was walking the floor, I kept having people come up to me and commenting and saying, like, I love your tattoos. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) Because I'm wearing a long-sleeved... A neck up to here. Wow. You know, so they're like... Was that a pussy bow? Yeah, it was a pussy bow. So they were like, I love your tattoos. And it was just like, what do you mean you love my tattoos? (laughs) I'm not... What are you talking about? Oh, wait, about? I'm naked. And they're like, oh, because you can see everything. I oh, understand that. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, it was fun. But it sounds he great. It. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. So then... So then this happened. I, we post them all. And yeah. then I get a message in our DMs from someone who I'm assuming was at this show. I'm not sure. He's like a jeweler. Okay. Mm-hmm. De- designer. Um, I don't know who it is. Um, and was like, he was like, wrote a letter that was like very informative. It was like... Uh, it was about my wardrobe. Dear, dear Jewelry Week, uh-huh. uh, it is not appropriate to show to wear see-through things to entice the luxury market at any age. And then there was like at any, at any age. age. Wait, Excuse wait, no, me. I didn't 30, mean like four. age of you. <laughs> yeah. He meant like the age of the market. Uh-huh. Like oh. young and old. Oh, I, I, okay. I This okay. isn't verbatim. I'm not okay. quoting it. Okay, okay. I could, but uh, anyway. It, and then it was like a photo of Alon and a picture of the white shirt. And he was like, this is appropriate. And then a picture. Of and then the yellow like, shirt. And he's not. like, this is not. But like, I just. Fashion w- police. Joan Rivers is dead. <laughs> RIP. Okay. We don't. Like, we do, I don't need the advice. Yeah. yeah. By the way. Yeah. And also. Uh, not I'm to sorry. Sound, that's awful. It no, was so weird. Yeah. I mean, look, the DMs are like. The DMs, the DMs are wild. wild. The yeah. DMs They're are wild. wild. And then, right. of course, I was like, do you, you realize my business is like, all my clients are luxury and they're happy to give me their money and they don't really care how much nipple I show in a shirt. So this is so bizarre. It was just such a bizarre yeah. Yeah. sort of thing really to funny. say to somebody, but it was yeah. funny. You know what? He also, I didn't tell you this before. He also put, I've never seen this happen in the DMs and maybe because I don't know everything about mm. Instagram, 
but he sent like a present. It was like an image of a present uh-huh. in the shape of a caption or a comment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, what is this? And I clicked it and it opened and inside was like see-through bad, uh, okay, good. Or so. It was like a, a so real visual presentation. A visual presentation. But I've never seen that I've before. I've never seen that. Where you could never open seen that up. as no. a thing before. That it is was so really bizarre. funny. I'm sorry. That's always really off-putting. And it's obviously you're doing something right if people are getting <laughs> uncomfortable. That's sort of my take on that. I was and like, he, we're doing something right. I don't think he right. was... I, it was more like... I'm just going to inform you. It wasn't like, I mean, we've had mean, aggressive text yeah. messages before, yeah. but yeah. this, it was uh, an educational presentation. It was know, great. It was just so great. Yeah. It's fine. Welcome to Rough Cup. <laughs> Hi, I'm J.B. Jones. <laughs> I'm Alan Seelich. <laughs> we have a very special guest here today, Tiffany Stevens Esquire. Esquire. Yeah. I needed oh to say my. that. <laughs> oh my. Esquire. Does it, is, is that what it says on Tiffany's your card? Tiffany's so embarrassed she can't even say She's anything. She's like, why didn't right you say now? that? It's so great. I saw it on it's the so website, and I was like, oh, I'm going with it. Well, if it's on the website, it must be true. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for being here. I'm nervous because I am a huge fan. I've listened to, I think, just about every episode. Oh so it's really fun to be here with Yay. you in person. I, so I love when people come on the show who actually listen to the show. I know. And sometimes people come on the show and they tell us they listen to the show. I'm like, you've never heard this before. Yeah. Oh, Tiffany no. really does because we've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, she's no, one I of my favorite Tiffany. people. Also, she's <gasps> oh, in yeah you. in the world. I was going to say the industry, but she's in the world. also like an Esquire. She's not going to lie to us. I, I like to do my homework. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we call you Lady Esquire? <laughs> what, what is the, yeah. what is the formality here? <laughs> what do we do? I don't know what to do. We were supposed to bow when you came in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I didn't curtsy. I'm so rude. I didn't. What's curtsy. so funny is like you are such an easygoing person. It's like yeah, you're very chill, thank very you. lovely, heavy type. What is this ring you're wearing? Is this an opal? Oh, yeah, this is an opal. Oh it's um, it is from a. I bought the opal itself so at the beautiful. ethical gem fair, from an I'll Ethiopian women's mining collective. Oh, nice. And then El, and I gave it to Emily Chelsea in Philly, and she oh. did fair mine gold in Montana sapphires. Wow. So we think it's a fully kind of like responsible piece, you know, as much as you can, as much as you, you can, can do. Yeah. Jewelry. So I like That's that. Kind and of I think amazing. it's pretty. I it's mean, beautiful. It's just a small, yeah. It's gorgeous. This is so cool. I, uh, you're not only Esquire, but like humanitarian. <laughs> Look at that. Look yes. at that. Look yes. at that. This is yes. really beautiful. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. yeah it's wow. Okay, so we had one of your friends on here, Phillips Nazaro, yeah. of The who Fixer, great. who was great, but he like, was, great. Mm-hmm. was yeah. like a hype man for this episode. I know, I heard, I listened to it, <laughs> yeah. and I was like so surprised and grateful that you mentioned us, because he's great. He was a, a, on my board, my yeah. board of directors, yeah. mm-hmm. when he was GC at David Yerman, and then moved up to Mark Jacobs, and has yeah. gone on and started his own thing, and um, no, he's great. He's Amazing. so great. We're, this is a very important episode, because you work for JVC which stands for the Jewelers Vigilance Committee. Mm -hmm. And I think, and Phillips agreed, that it is the resource for jewelers, that this is a must-do for jewelers entering the business or even large corporations that they should be a part of this. Um, But before we get into that, let's talk about you and your career path. Tell us how you ended up in jewelry. How did you end up as a lawyer? Were you a little Tiffany, like, 
I'm gonna be a lawyer. Most lawyers we meet are like, I, I love always wanted to be a lawyer. Right? I, was like, I know. Who's this child? I know. I Who feel like that kid? might have been you. Yeah, it might have been me. I love it. <laughs> Go ahead. I grew up between Texas and Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and there's no one in my family who's a lawyer, so it's not that I was like oh, copying really? anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I came up with the idea. I think uh, at first I wanted to be a judge. And then oh. as I started to get into like high school and or into college, I wanted to do human rights law um, okay. and human rights of women, um, which I started doing some of that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I somehow found my way into it. I like polit politics and mm -hmm. policy and am a rule follower, I guess. I guess. <laughs> and just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, and so just kept following the path, but I've left practicing law to do other things and kind of come back and forth. So I've okay. done a lot of different things. I ran a foundation for a long time. So I'm always trying to merge sort of like, you know, philanthropy or humanitarianism, mm -hmm. art and business and politics yeah. and some configuration. Mm -hmm. So I've been lucky to be able to do that in yeah. a couple of different ways. Nice. And you live in NYC now, right? I live in NYC. Yeah. yeah. Where did you go to law school? At NYU here in New York. Nice. Yeah, then Good I moved. for you. Thanks. And then yeah. it was my introduction to New York, which was uh -huh. great. Really fun. First couple years in the city. I'm sure. And then I moved to LA for a while, which mm -hmm. is where I started practicing. Yeah. And then I came back to New York about 15 years ago. Nice. Yeah. And, and how did you get into the jewelry side of it? Was oh that like God. an intention? No, it was totally random. Mm -hmm. I... Um, was running a foundation doing cancer research grant making and I wanted to move over into environmental grant making. And so I had a job offer and then this just came up on the LinkedIn algorithm as like uh -huh. a job that would fit you. And I thought, oh, yeah. I don't know. And I put my resume in and they called me for an interview and I thought I'd said, no, I'm not coming. Mm -hmm. okay. I don't think I'm right for this. Mm -hmm. You guys don't yeah. want me. I can't, I can't do this. So yeah. of course that's like the most attractive thing you could possibly say to anybody. Right? I'm <laughs> to learning that interested. in life. I didn't know I'm that. I need to that learn that slowly yeah. in life. Where if like the more that I say no to something, the more that person is like, I think you would be perfect for this. And I was just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll do it. But it turns out they're right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, it makes some sense because number one, when I was apparently when I was like a small child, every time we'd leave the house, I would put on all of my costume jewelry, like pile, like I'd have on my little kid outfit, which back then, yeah. you know, we just wore like little, yeah. you know, casual like little shorts, shorts yeah, yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I would just pile on every single piece of my own little child plastic jewelry and everything I could grab out of my mom's jewel box oh, wow. when we're going to the grocery store and she'd make me march back in and take it all off. <laughs> so that's sort of the <laughs> origin story. And then in college, I've always done some kind of studio art practice. And in college oh, okay. I did uh, two solid years of metal design. So oh, just wow. on the side, yeah. Wow, so I yeah. learned, you know, just incredibly rudimentary practices of like enamelating and setting stones and working wow. with metals and stuff like that. But, you know, super rudimentary well, stuff. Well, that's more than we've got. Yeah, that's way more than we've got. <laughs> so it gave me some What do you know, Jamie? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. She knows nothing. I know a, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it gave me a huge appreciation for the beautiful work yeah. of the people in our industry. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's so that's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So now you're president, CEO, and lead counsel of JVC. And Amazing. I think what's fascinating is JVC has been around since 1917, which is what? crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I should do my research before these things. <laughs> no, it's on the thing. I know. It's I on didn't, the outline. She made an outline. I didn't read that. 
So tell us, tell us like what JVC is, like what role sure. it plays. So JVC was founded here in New York City in 1917 by jewelers to deal with the like legal issues of the day, which mostly had to do with import tax back then. Mm-hmm. Founded during the Progressive Era, which is a time that was eerily similar to the era we live in now. Which is great. Mm-hmm. I love living through historic moments. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your love wish it. come true. I know. We've got a lot it's of them here. It's been great. Yeah. There have been many, and I'm, I really look forward to living in like very dull times. I can't wait. I can't wait for I that. I really, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed we'll get there. You that. know what I, I, I like to think about? You know when you were a kid and you're like reading the history books? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I, I specifically like the Great Depression. I remember like reading that and being like, oh my God, like what did people do? Like how would you not work or how would you not have money? Like, it's so crazy to think about this moment. And then the stuff that we've been through, not that it was the Great Depression, but this craziness that will be in future history books that we've lived And people will be like, what did these people do? Do. We started podcasts. Yeah, that's that's what what we did. did. Yeah, that's what we did. You guys, I worked at Bear Stearns as a lawyer. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) I left like six months before it. The, the ship whole, went down. Really? <laughs> oh my god! I worked Holy in CMS. Wow. Oh. So I feel I feel you in New York. You always feel it. It feels right. More everything's more amplified because here. this is like yeah. the center of the universe. Yeah. 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 Basically. No. For I mean I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, it we think that, that anyway, whether it that. is or yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> when I first moved here, somebody said to me, you know what's so annoying about Boston is it's so far away. I wish they would just move it closer. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's such a New York mentality. I know, like, right? That's legit. Sums it up. Yeah. That sums it up. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. JVC. JVC. What is okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I feel a lot of... Um, like honor, but also pressure because the organization's been around for a hundred and five, seven years um, to keep it going because it survived so many different cycles in the country and in the industry. I mean, think about everything the industry has been through. So, but I think the key to that is just constant adaption and change. And Mm -hmm. so even in my tenure, which has only been just over six years, we've had to, I don't hate pivot so overused, but like pivot, change, adapt, and grow, even though we're an old organization, Mm -hmm. to stay relevant with all the changes that our industry continues to go through. I mean, including like right now uh, with Russian sanctions, right? Like diamonds, Mm -hmm. diamonds are specifically sanctioned. Like (laughs) that's huge. We didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just being able to continue to adapt to the needs of our. of our industry while honoring, you know, our overall mission and purpose. That's kind of yeah. the balancing act. And so do you serve as like a liaison between what the government is doing and regulating and the jewelry businesses? Exactly. So okay. we um, spend about half of our time advocating directly to government. Okay. We work at the agency level, so we're working on policy. We're not working on the Hill in your like sort of lobbying mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working at that agency level. So we're working with the Federal Trade Commission on all the different advertising issues that are relevant to our industry. So that's going to include the jewelry guides, which dictate how we can and can't talk about our products, all of our products and mm-hmm. advertising. Right. Made in the USA, made in New York, those issues, which okay. has yeah, their yeah. own guidance. And then most relevant to right now, the green guides, which uh, regulates green claims, environmental marketing for Mm -hmm. all industries in the U.S., including us. So that's FTC. Then we also work with the State Department and the Treasury Department on anti-corruption and anti-money laundering, which is huge for our industry. And just about everybody should have an anti-money laundering 
brought yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and then there are other issues that come up um there are you know sanctions on diamonds sanctions on uh burma sanctions on mm-hmm. sudanese gold last week so um we stay busy <laughs> working yeah. at that agency level so we make sure that um regulators understand our issues because they're usually regulating you know, they're not just thinking about us we're special, but we're small as mm-hmm. jewelry, right? So they're usually, with AML, for example, thinking about regulating a financial markets. But it also applies to us, so we have to sort of raise our hand and say, okay, like, please keep in mind, for us to be able to follow you, your rules, let's make sure that they hit XYZ so we can actually meet your standards. Mm. So wow. that's kind of our role, is like communicating our needs and okay. making sure they're, they're taken care of and having really healthy, ongoing relationships with all of these different agencies. Then we turn around and we communicate all of that to industry and the trade. We do education. And it's it's a big circle because we also love to hear about what's really going on on the ground in the businesses of all of our different members. So membership organization serving Mm -hmm. the whole supply chain, tiny to huge. And hearing about how things are really going really helps us put it all together and understand what we need to take back to the government to advocate for Mm -hmm. ourselves and then turn back around and educate. So it's just sort of like a circle circle. that we try to keep the moving. Wow, it's fascinating. That's fascinating. I mean, there's so much in all you just said. I can't Which like makes me wonder if we're talking about a smaller company, we're not talking about Tiffany or Carti or somebody like that. We're talking about a smaller company. How do you as a body go about even, I mean, I don't know this, this is even your role, but how does anybody enforce any of these regulations? What is your what part do you play in that? In the enforcement? Yeah. Um, so we work directly. So the FTC, every once in a while, will tap our shoulder. We do this proactively as well. But mm-hmm. they actually reach out to us and say, what's going on in your industry? Who should we, Who should we look be concerned at? about? So yeah, we yeah. will send them. Oh, I'll send you some names. So it, I'll send- <laughs> please do. People do. Believe me, we have a, a constant inflow of bad advertising. So don't be shy. Any, you or anyone listening to this, and like feel bad free advertising to could be like we're sustainable. We're sustainable. Oh, we know a lot of disclosing. people who make claims like that yeah. that are so not okay. true. Exactly. Yeah. And and sort of uh, so su- sustainability. I imagine this must be a constant. Right. Absolutely. And then I'm sure the other big problem is where people are actually sourcing their materials. Sourcing. And then the whole like lab grown natural thing for diamonds, Mm. things that Mm -hmm. can be deceptive, things around gold carriage. There's a million issues, right? Because consumers, consumer deception is easy because we're complicated, right? Well, she's so right about that because just yesterday, Sumer, who's a friend of ours, who's Uh a designer and very, very talented from Harlan Jones, he um, did a little repair for me on a couple of pieces of jewelry that I had made um, years Mm -hmm. ago. And he tested them and it turned out they were gold plated. (gasps) They were not gold. But I bought what I thought oh. was solid 18 karat gold. They tended to be plated and they came from a really reputable production place <gasps> in the diamond district. I was <gasps> floored oh, no. when he said that to me because this was like a big name play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be sending you some names, Tiffany. Yeah. Just because oh of so God. that would fall into our media. We, another thing we do is we have a mediation practice. Mm-hmm. So when people in the supply chain like yourself are in mm-hmm. the industry mm-hmm. or consumer to retail have an issue like that, yeah. maybe one that's a little bit fresher yes. in years, mm-hmm. um, we will, for, it's, a, it's like $100, we will try to settle that in a mm-hmm. non-binding mediation. So nice. we have a lawyer, that's her entire job, is helping protect people in the trade you know we get a lot of complaints from designers where manufacturers have sort of maybe pulled one over on them in one way or the other obviously not all hashtag not all manufacturers obviously no 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 but um but yeah so we settle disputes in the trade and mediation but then if you see advertising that's that's like deceptive 
we can also work on that. And the way we do that is first we will call and contact the offending company. Mm -hmm. um, if they're JVC members, we'll say, we're going to take away your membership if you don't resolve this. If they're not, we'll call the first, what we do first is we try to coach them. Mm -hmm. But we make it clear that we're lawyers and we're serious. Mm -hmm. So we try to coach them first. Sometimes people will resolve their behavior. And then if they don't, then we'll sort of like put it in our tranche to send to the FTC yeah. and keep our eye on them wow. more broadly. Wow. And I'll say yeah. one, one other thing about what yeah. we do sort of more broadly as Please. like sort of watching over everyone. Um, we have standing, legal standing, to oppose trademarks. So okay. once a week, we look at the entire trademark register. And if there's anybody out there trying to register a trademark that would um, kind of grab too much market share or make a generic term, they, they're trying to own uh -huh. a generic term, uh, okay. we will litigate that. And like friendship bracelet, for instance. <gasps> exactly. Or like a random, like they name a product, a certain kind of exactly. name, and they claim that this is like... It's theirs to they, own. They own, yeah. like, I own this, So we do that. Link. We do that several times a year. We've won, I think, 100% of the time. Wow. So that's wow. an example of something that we're doing sort of all... Like, you focus on your business, and we're worrying about you in a yeah. broader sense, whether you're big or small. Although, we do have services for smaller companies, too. I'm uh, just amazing, saying right? to our listener, I'm about to start reporting a lot of you people. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh -oh. still going to start reporting a lot of you people. Like, I'm on top. Oh, I'm with you, When Tiffany. I call him tomorrow, he's going to be like, I'm busy making lists. <laughs> I'm busy making a list for <laughs> Tiffany. Go after these people here. No, because it's funny you say you that. And it. literally, like, in my head, I could, like, name 10 companies that do exactly that kind of thing. And pretty Crazy. blatantly, yeah, too. And it's true. wild. It's infuriating like, because it's we want the people with the most beautiful product to win, not yeah. the people who've taken some weird short. Correct. Yeah. yeah, correct. That's yeah. the annoying thing about it's so it. Annoying. It's a tough enough business for everyone as is. And then you have players who are sometimes like Cheating. Yeah. pretty successful, bigger names who do really shady shit. And you think yeah. about the consumer, like the average person, this is if they're buying jewelry you know, they're this is one of the biggest purchases of their life. Yeah. And we're so confusing cents. in the first place. Mm -hmm. So if you're yeah. adding a layer of deception on top of that, it just makes it completely unfair for the consumer. It might turn people off you yeah. know, to of our products. Course. Yeah, it yeah. hurts the entirety of the industry when stuff like that happens. And I think one of the biggest things is we all know lay consumers who go into a store. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, at the average... I don't want to talk down to our audience, but the average American lay consumer, they walk into a store, what do they know about the difference from what does he Vermeer even mean? Is this actual gold? Yeah, this I so get confused and I work here. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I had, uh, I had a, a relative of Andrew's um, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago buy a piece here in New York for, mm -hmm. during a visit, and she walked into a shop and bought a piece of jewelry and I thought, I was like, oh, it's beautiful, is it gold? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, how much was it? Just out of curiosity. And she's like, $80. And I was like, no, what? <laughs> I was like, that's not possible. Yeah. And then I realized that they sort of just didn't communicate the fact effectively that yeah. she was buying a Vermeer yeah. sort of piece. And even that to me feels like really icky thing to do like you should yeah. explain to somebody this is a plated piece you know whatever the case may be you're so, legally supposed to right but, but yeah. they didn't do any of that yeah. so that was sort of Add surprising to, to me they're on my list they're okay on good. The list. they have been on my list believe you me <laughs> oh you better believe i'm coming for all of you people you better believe i'm coming for you so yes. we when we were planning this we picked out a couple things to talk about sure. specifically mm -hmm. and one of them is sustainable marketing so maybe we start with that since that's kind of like... That's a huge... That seems like yes. a huge... Yeah. 
And is that becoming really mainstream, this conversation about sustainability? It seems like it, right? Mm -hmm. It seems like there's a collective consciousness about it on the consumer level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, especially, supposedly, especially with young people. Yeah. Alleged. Yeah. But also, um, the, at the, in the same vein, as much as it is a part of the collective conscience, is uh, there is so little understanding about what any of that actually means. And exactly. I don't think that the average consumer really understands what they're getting when somebody makes that claim. Right. And yeah. maybe they don't even know the right questions to ask to sort of further investigate a claim like that. Right. So exactly. Tell us about how yeah. That works. So for the jewelers out there, I mean, what we've seen um, from our membership, mm-hmm. people who at, at this stage we're at right now. So I'll say I'll put a caveat that by saying we have an existing framework of ways to make green claims that was published in 2012 mm-hmm. so by the mm-hmm. FTC. So if you think about if it was published in 2012, they were probably researching and writing it in like 2010, 2011. So you think about how much things have changed since. Oh, wow, so much. With an outdated framework. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They're currently rewriting that entire framework. The JVC, another function of ours is we gathered together with industry in town halls and one-on-one meetings um, to put forward our advocacy for what we want all the new rules to mean. Um, And we're in step one of that process. We just submitted this like 25-page legal brief going through all of these topics. and so we're in the process of getting new rules and new definitions. But mm-hmm. in this moment where we're in between worlds, um, we found that our members who really care about these things don't use the word sustainable at all. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And just instead tell their story I see. of, okay, do they care about labor issues? Or, you know, mm-hmm. is there emphasis on labor? Is there mm-hmm. emphasis on sourcing? Is there emphasis, you know, and just sort of communicate to their customer via the storytelling of what they care about. Obviously, that's kind of burdensome and verbose and difficult to put in an Instagram post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it seems like that's the best going forward method that also builds um, confidence in consumers because I think a lot of consumers have also completely lost confidence in like the word sustainability because I don't yeah. think anybody literally believes means nothing. That. It means nothing. But it act, like, like legally means nothing. No, and, and legally, <laughs> so you could like, say it, whatever. It, it, to me, it's the equivalent of in foodstuffs when people say this is organic. That literally means legally nothing. Like you can call anything organic. In America, you can. It's a word that is completely oh, turned around. It, it or cosmetics, n- natural and clean. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Clean thing. cosmetics. That yeah. means nothing. And people don't know that there's really no regulation around that terminology. And I think that people feel yeah. the same about when people talk about sustainability, whether it's in clothes, in, in, in fashion, in jewelry, whatever right. the case may be. And I think in jewelry, I mean, I know we get a little... Um, T- uh, tender sometimes because of like the uh, you know old movie and everything, mm-hmm. um, but I think we have. I mean, I don't know. I, I think we have a good story to tell because mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time, especially with the Green Guide stuff. We've been talking to lots of other people working with people in fashion mm-hmm. trade or- orgs like ours, but that yeah, are yeah. focused on footwear, or apparel, whatever, mm-hmm. CFDA, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not that. Like we have a better story to tell. Like our goods do come out of the ground, Mm -hmm. but they Mm -hmm. never go back in. We're not burning anything in a landfill. You're not going to find something in the Pacific, a big chunk of gold gold in in the Pacific Pacific Ocean. If you do, call me. We're as as fast fashion is a problem. We're the slowest fashion of all. Of course. And so I think we can emphasize that while continuing to improve our sourcing and traceability and all the things we care about, the lives of the people, you know, all along the supply chain. But I mean, you make an excellent point and it's not like we're Mm -hmm. 
churning out fine jewelry in mass quantities to begin with. I mean, it's a limited consumer base. There are only so many people who can afford a piece of like gen genuine fine jewelry, and it's not a purchase we're constantly making every week, every month, or anything like that either. Or throwing it away ever. Or throwing it away ever. Yeah. No, if anything, you if you don't like a piece anymore, you probably melt it down and have something new made. Yeah. So it, it's a much more closed kind of mm -hmm. um, circle than with most products we consume. Yeah. yeah. I did throw my wedding ring into the river, though. Well, but you had a good reason. After. That was a different thing. When I was getting divorced. Oh. Yeah, but that was a different... You had... Your, so that there is story, some stuff in the ocean, maybe. Listen, that story, <laughs> though, that story is wild. But you, you, what you should have done is, like, had it melted down and saved the stones. I know. But it wasn't like that fancy. the vibes. Yeah, yeah I just had to, like... But you yeah. were going through something. Going through something, It was yeah. a different story. <laughs> it was a different thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of I'm sure great. someone found it really and you good. Like made their life. Yeah, probably. You know? probably. You, I'm I sure it's not sitting found there. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope somebody felt like the it. right thing to do in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was wild. Your ex is <laughs> such a bastard. <laughs> but anyway, that's not what today is about. No, 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 sorry. Yeah. So you guys had a really exciting drop. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. Recently, the Made in USA guide. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I love so that. let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. okay. That. Tell us it's, what is it. It's, it's cool. No, it's I a, checked it out. It's really cool. But we'll it's much needed. Link it. It's mu much needed. Yeah, things. it's a question we get a lot, and it's another just sort of lane of guidance that the FTC mm -hmm. gives. Um, unfortunately, it's just about impossible for a piece of finished jewelry to have a made in the USA claim mm -hmm. because the FTC wants the raw materials to come from the US. I see. So, like we were talking yeah. before about like my Montana, my ring, the Montana sapphires on my yeah. ring, or mm -hmm. you know, if you had a piece yeah. with, you could cobble something together, mm -hmm. but for the most part, unfortunately, those claims do not apply to our industry, including even for lab-grown diamonds, right? Mm -hmm. Because even if they're grown in the U.S., they're probably shipped to India to cut and polish, which kind of takes them out of qualification. Interesting. So wow. anyway, so we get a lot of, um, and we're continuing to advocate to hopefully change this in the future, because you can imagine yeah, a lot of crazy. metal refiners yeah. want, right, want mm -hmm. to be able to claim Claim this. I use the hashtag made in USA a lot. You is, do for the USA illegal? tour thing too. Am I gonna? Yeah, get you're going to jail. You're going <laughs> to jail, JB. Do I need to stop? I will. You're going to prison. Is it, is it about jewelry or what's it about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's Maybe going to not. jail. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Tiffany, I'm like a you, big offender. Do you have the ability to arrest her right now <laughs> and get her the hell out of my apartment? Citizens arrest. <laughs> Citizens arrest. Take her away. <laughs> The real reason I came here today, this is a sting <laughs> operation. <laughs> I've been in on Stop it the whole time, hashtag. just so you know. I've been after you this whole time. <laughs> I love this. This oh is fun God. for me. Oh <laughs> so funny. This is my idea. But that fun. is crazy. Like, So if the stone isn't from here, even if the, the metal is and... Well, the, unless it was mined here. Okay. Right. So like... Wow. Yeah. Wow. So unfortunately... Yeah, so... You know, so but it's important for yeah. people to understand that because what you don't want to get dinged on this. You know, don't make this mistake. Yeah, don't right. Do, this is the, yeah. This is people such a, care about it, but I don't think it moves consumer sentiment the way that other things do. So I don't, think, don't yeah, put I yourself agree. in a position to get like sort of dinged for this because the FTC has kind of because of the events of the last few years with um, both sides of the political aisle wanting to made made USA claims on different products. Mm -hmm. They've upped their enforcement. You were talking about enforcement earlier. Oh. This is an area that you will likely see enforcement. In more okay. more so than others. I, I so see why so, go there? No, I agree with you, and I see so many young designers make exactly that claim. And this, I mean, I think they feel mm -hmm. comfortable making that claim because they can say, "Well, my stuff is made in the diamond district, so I can mm -hmm. say it's made in yeah. the US." But they don't take all of the other parts of that 
regulation right. sort of into account when they make that claim. And there are other avenues. So like if you look at any Apple product, it says designed in California. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there are oh, other yeah. ways of getting at mm -hmm. your... Uh, what you want to say. Right, yeah. what you want to say. And so they can use the Made in USA guide. Exactly. Guide. So we that. made a hopefully very easy to understand guide. If you're out there and you're more sophisticated, been in the industry a long time, it's for you. But you can also pass it off to like maybe a marketing person who's just a couple years out of college. Mm -hmm. We wanted to make it easy to understand for everybody. So when you're writing that mark, whoever's writing the marketing copy can get it right. Yeah, that's amazing. That's know, really so great. important. That's such a good. Oh, sort thank of you. Tool. So yeah. we're always kind of trying to think about things like this. Yeah. We do at least one publication a year, and the way we do it is we look for a bigger company to sponsor it at hopefully a high sponsorship level. Mm -hmm. And then we, which is part of what keeps us going. And mm -hmm. then we just give it away for free to anybody mm -hmm. who That's wants fantastic. It. So we make it available to make all of our educational. So materials. guys yeah. download the guide. So do you, yeah. you don't get arrested like Do you have, to be, like a member? <laughs> do you have yeah. to be a member to get the guide? So the guide is free to the whole industry. It's sponsored okay. by the JCK Industry Fund. And we thank okay. them fantastic. for this. Thank so you, visit JCK. JBC.com uh, to get that. We'll link it. We'll link it. Uh, but you should become a member. As Definitely well. become it's a member. It's jvclegal.org. JV sorry, oh, we're sorry. a little bit more. Sorry. JVC. I just made legal. that up. I was like, you've made up a problem. What What's wrong with you? I know. Arrest sorry. Her for I think jvc.com is yeah. television. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Don't go there, guys. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah. You're going to jail today. Yeah, man, it's ran. over for you. It's a yeah. wrap. It's done. No. She's taking Parole you away. denied. Parole denied. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> no, but we'll it. link it for you guys, and then you can find it. Are there yeah. other um, yeah, guides? we do. We have several. So we have a, a one that's all about jewelry advertising. Mm -hmm. We have uh, another one that's about how to make sure that you're segregating lab-grown and naturals in mm -hmm. your supply chain and with templated contracts for mm -hmm. your vendors and suppliers. Mm -hmm. That's a variety important. of things. And for members, yeah. we take it up a notch. Behind the membership paywall, we have a variety of like different trainings that we've done on video that you could watch at any time, mm -hmm. as well as templated contracts and like additional information. And if you're a member, you can also just through the website really easily schedule 30 minutes with myself or one of the other two attorneys on staff to, to discuss your specific concerns about it. That's yeah. an incredible service and is that free? They can, if you're a member, free. If you're a member, free. they call you, they're and like- membership isn't that <coughs> expensive. We're what a is member. the membership? Um, it's tiered depending on uh -huh. how big your business is. So hold on, you're a member and you still used hashtag Made in the USA. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making this very clear yeah. for everybody listening. Thanks. I'm just making this very clear. You. Tiffany, you heard that, right? <laughs> yes. She's remembering. I'm on it now, though. I just uh -huh. learned. I'm not going to do it okay. anymore. God, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. The whole world is listening here. Uh, so I've never done anything illegal, just for the what? record. Oh yeah. Well, that one thing I did might be illegal in the United States, but I did it in Germany. So <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. That's a different episode. That's a different that, episode. That'll be on the Patreon. That'll be on the Patreon. Yeah. Okay, uh, so hot topic over here is lab-grown and natural diamonds. We've been talking sure. about this a lot. And I know that's something you guys talk about a lot. So tell us. What do you, what do, how do you guys tell approach us, this? Yeah, you know, I, story. I started in this role in 2017. So it was definitely hot topic time for oh, lab-grown. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of like the start of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of near the beginning of the fervor yeah. around it, right? Right, fervor yeah. is a great word. Mm -hmm. And it did seem like there were sort of two camps. Oh. It was a binary. Oh, <laughs> it's yes. no longer a binary. Um yeah. So, yeah, it's been interesting to see how things have evolved mm -hmm. and how many of our members started to work with both. Mm -hmm. Some are still staunchly one or the other. Yeah. Um, our concern, you know, we're product neutral. We have some lab-grown members. 
Um, but we just want to make sure everyone's doing the proper disclosures mm -hmm. and informing the consumers. I think one thing that's been interesting is just the, how the Russian sanctions have um, affected lab-grown pricing. And mm. with the sort of what has happened with the pricing for lab-grown due to that? From what I understand, it's really it's really um, taken a downturn since mm -hmm. about October mm -hmm. because um, the Indian market really was uh, producing a lot more lab-growns themselves. Interesting. Because they had fewer goods to cut coming in from Russia, mm -hmm. <coughs> mm -hmm. so they wanted to keep their cutters busy because that's their business, right? right? Of so then there has been like a real influx into the market of lab crones mm -hmm. of varying qualities. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of is compounded with the fact that there are platforms like Amazon and Etsy mm -hmm. where people sell, you know, you know what happens. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's just it. been, yeah. it's gotten worse. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been interesting because it seems like the prices have been going down. We've unfortunately seen a lot of people go yeah. out of business and yet there's still like an, a consumer interest and it seems like there's a growing market share for lab growing. So it's a, it's oh, kind yeah, of huge. interesting it's and confusing. Really, yeah, but it seems huge. like it's 60% increase in market share in the first quarter of this year. But I think maybe that's just the market. I don't think they're, taking from natural i think it's no the whole i think market i agree with yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that i see I and you tell me if you agree with this or not but this is a conversation we have so often on the show we've mm. had it privately with many designers we know many companies we know but i always make the claim that i do not think that the lab grown and the natural diamond consumer are the same consumer i think if anything lab grown diamonds are bringing a new consumer into the market because the barrier to entry is lower that's sort of my working theory. I'm not an expert. No, no. I mean, yeah. same. I just hear from our members. And I think I was reading Rob Bates did an interview with Al Cook, the new De Beers CEO. Mm -hmm. And I think he said that he bought, you know, uh, recently like a necklace for his wife before he started the job when he was still in um, mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. um, a, a necklace for his wife and a, like a, la a lab grown for his 16 year old daughter. Mm. And it's like, okay, that's one consumer, but sort of there's different lanes. That's right. And it does yeah. kind of mm -hmm. seem like that's the case, yeah. although there are, I mean, I think there are, you know, let's be real, there are, all, are also people out there who just want a bigger stone, stone and more bragging rights. And they feel like no one's going to be able to tell anyway, and so yeah. they're there. But I don't know how yeah. many people that is, and yeah. if, that well, will, if they'll stay that way their whole life. Yeah. I, I th yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we spoke with Nicole Rose yesterday, Nicole mm -hmm. Koppelman of, of Nicole Rose Jewelry, and we had a fascinating conversation with her about this and kind of her clientele, who her clientele predominantly are sort of ardent natural diamond people because right. they they just they want that thing from the earth. Yeah, Even I as, get that. As arbitrary as that no, sounds, it's, not, it's yeah. profound. It's yeah, they want that. You yeah. know, they really want that. I get and, that. And she thought about working with lab grown, but it's just not something that her clientele yeah. specifically wants. So I am really fascinated by the industrial. I mean, they, they were they started as an industrial product, right, with drilling and so forth. And then the future of them as an industrial product is like what's really fascinating. Um, I think there were lab growns in the web, the new web mm -hmm. uh, telescope that we've uh -huh. seen the images yes. from. Mm -hmm. And um, as we move, as uh, computing gets too hot, if we move to quantum computing, it'll be it all. We'll need diamonds. Right. Yes, so exactly. I think that's what's really interesting it's and exciting a tech about. Product yeah, to me. exactly. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. we consume it as a fashion jewelry right. product as well, but to me, the real kind of practical application and what makes sense as a cost effective application is using it in something like um, telescopes and satellites, which is uh, the diamonds are often used in satellite lenses and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. There's a lot of debris in space that kind of penetrates satellites. 
regularly. You need something really strong that yeah. can withstand impact of tiny objects in space, debris, which we usually just fling through metal and glass and cause holes mm -hmm. that damage the instruments. But diamond sort of lenses, they, they protect the instruments. And that's kind of the real implication. Quantum computing is going to be a huge one. You need diamonds to control and regulate temperature within those systems. Mm -hmm. So that to me is an exciting, interesting application of lab-grown. Right, right. Because it's also like cost-wise, it just right, makes you're more not, sense. We don't, right, we don't want to use know. natural for that. No, you right? don't want to use up that very kind mm -hmm. of limited, finite resource for applications that we're going to need more and more and more right. of. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. So what is the regulation? Do you have to refer to diamonds as natural diamonds and then lab-grown the diamonds? Sure. Yeah. So we, ha we have a guide on this that's like mm -hmm. a one-pager that you can just like put on your company bulletin board. or nice. what, I guess no nice. one is in the office or using yeah. paper anymore. But anyway, yeah. you could put it on your Slack What's channel. <laughs> yeah. You could post it on your Slack <laughs> channel or whatever. Yeah. Um, so if you're talking about lab growns, you do need to disclose that in every instance and mm -hmm. you always need to have a modifier. Even in, fi I say, I'm asking you this because I got asked this question recently, okay. even in finished jewelry, even if it's a teeny tiny little melee or something like that, do you still have to say this right here in a finished, not like just selling a, an engagement ring or something like that, where we're talking loose diamonds, but even in a finished piece, but maybe the product is quite small. We still have to make that distinction. If like all the melee was lab grown, or if just a couple in let's like say there hundreds. are a couple. Let's say yeah. it's a mix, and you know it, and you know it. Yeah, I mean, I still think it would probably be worth disclosing to mm -hmm. the customer, just because you want to trust is like the cornerstone of a it's relationship in jewelry, in right? Everything. And I doubt it would change a consumer's behave buying behavior. So, yeah. And on the FTC side of things, they're looking at the totality of like the ad or the interaction. I so see. I don't mm -hmm. think that that would um, like sort of meet the standard of being deceptive in like okay. a larger sense, but that's not our problem, right? Like, no, that's not our the problem issue. Is that's like not the issue, yes. People, and then the real problem is, uh, or not the real problem, this is a real problem. Another problem you might not hear about because there's no one with a lot of capital behind it who it affects. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people out there who who know they can't afford a natural yeah. and who are aspiring to a lab grown. Mm -hmm. And so they're buying what they think is a lab grown, either in mm -hmm. person or online, mm -hmm. and they're getting a piece of glass. They're getting a simulant. And this happens a lot. And this has really? kept our mediation program quite busy. We're proud wow. to share that we've gotten tens of thousands of dollars back for consumers. That's great. Because there's no test, right? Like, there aren't machines testing for lab-grown versus simulant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this right. is a I mean, yeah, that's you can a imagine. Different thing. The yeah. margin the on that is insane. real diamond, but... Right. It is yeah. a, yeah. for natural. I mean, think yeah. about how much money you can yeah. make, yeah. right? So yeah. it's yeah. like, of course, Do you want to go into business this. together and build this machine? I think maybe, right? Leave the nonprofit world behind. Yeah, I mean, she's going to prison. She's not being included, but like... We need to get you out. We need to get you out. we need to get her out. Um, Tiffany can so do this it. is another <laughs> another issue that came up through our mediation practice that we brought to the FTC, and then they have done some enforcement around some of the bigger players who were mm -hmm. who were like had their hands the most blood on their hands on this one. Wow. Um, so I yeah, didn't so even know that I was know a thing. people That's will think wild. of anything, right? That's crazy. That's disgusting. Yeah. They're creative out there. Yeah, they yeah, are. Really well, you guys are creative too, and that's good. That's a good thing. You're coming yeah, to try. them. And yeah. busy. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the war, the Russian war, mm -hmm. and how that's affected the, the illegal I'm Russian sure that's invasion connected. and occupation of the free state of Ukraine. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I'm sure that's kept you very busy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's wise. tragic and heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and then we also need to worry about our yeah. work part of it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, what can I say? What kind of work have you had to do since that started, I I guess? mean, I, you know, again, being new to the industry, coming up to speed on so many different issues. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people, I have so much respect for people in this industry, as much as we can all get flustered and annoyed with oh, yes. different personalities oh, or whatever. Girl, 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 girl. <laughs> but, you know, not Save just, that for the not Patreon. Just, yeah, exactly. Yes. Ladies. We'll get real. Uh, not just decades, but generations, right? So I do have a lot of, a lot of respect for people who've been in this industry, mm-hmm. who fled with diamonds sewn into the hems of their clothes or whatever, you know, all, yeah. a lot of yeah. respect mm-hmm. for the people in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but so anyway, so getting up to speed on things has been a real challenge and I've loved every minute of that. And then I didn't, I mean, who saw this coming, you mm-hmm. know, Di- Joe Biden on TV saying the word diamond and sanction in the same I know sense. that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. And crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and you know, previously Al Rosa had been a, we thought a leader mm-hmm. in operations and sustainability and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. So to have to do that 180 so quickly and figure it all out was really, really a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we have lots of good relationships in the trade with people outside the trade doing sanctions work. Um, and we have a lot of collaboration in the trade. I'm going to a meeting later today, actually, uh, about how to deal with the next step of what might be coming from the State Department. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just really had to grapple with the policy side of this and then the operational side of it. And I think it's the one instance in my experience so far where consumer sentiment and trade sentiment has gone further than where we're at legally. So we have a substantial transformation pathway because the idea here is to stop the flow of money to Putin, not to punish diamonds just because right. they right. were from Russia at some point. Exactly. Right. We just don't want any new mo- money going to Putin, right? That's right. But I think the consumer sentiment and the trade sentiment, after these fractured political times, I was shocked. I mean, everyone on the same page yeah. with yeah. being uh, against this. Wow. So, but we're not totally there yet with sanctions. So it's like people want assurance that nothing has ever even touched Russia, but we're not going that, there yeah, yet. So not, it's yeah. an interesting tension. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of what we usually see. But with the G7 uh, summit and what we've been hearing from our friends mm-hmm. uh, inside of government, we think that that substantial transformation pathway might be closing sometime uh, next year. Mm-hmm. So we're preparing for that. But, I think, um, I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking for most of our listeners, but I think that's a great thing. I think that people have to understand that they're, you know, funding of any legal war and that people are dying and that those dollars directly contribute to that, to absolutely. funding those efforts. Like, mm-hmm. and we should all care about that. Listen, you know, you, you know, you listen to the show. I'm from Bosnia. I talk about this a lot on the show. Right. We've gone through the same thing. We've uh, gone through genocide. We've lived through that. And I'm happy that we live in a time where uh, Americans care as much as they do about this particular conflict because I would have loved for that to have been the case yeah. when yeah. we were living through actual genocide. So um, that would have been that would have been nice back then. But, uh, you know... I'm, I'm happy to see that people care as much as they do and that they're willing to put their money where their sort of beliefs are, too. It's, they are, which, mm-hmm. again, after these fractured political times in the U.S., it's shocking, that. actually. Yes, yeah, exactly. but it's good. It's heartening it is that heartening. people do really care. It is care. heartening. There is, uh, you know, just yesterday, Trump was indicted. There's justice in the world. Apparently, it's coming, somehow, right? it's coming. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. I always say this to people. It's like, you can only be a bad player for so long. Eventually, it all catches up. I think always. it's true, right? Every single time. You Seems like it. You can think all you like you can get away with this stuff but you really can't mm-hmm. yeah it's true it's true yeah and we'll we continue to work hard to make sure that we are you know stopping the flow of money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in our small way 
um, to Putin or his allies. I think that's wonderful. And it's complex, right? Because they own mines Mm -hmm. in Africa. I mean, it's not just from Russia. It's a huge network. Of course. And so the U.S. government has some very smart people uh, Mm -hmm. figuring out the infrastructure on how to stop uh, diamonds, obviously, but some colored stones and also metals, uh, gold. And mm-hmm. Russia's been like hoarding gold bars and paying Wagner Group in gold. So, trying to get our arms around the flow of gold is also like an enormous, enormous wow. issue. It's yeah. enormous much more difficult task. than stones, unfortunately, yeah. because yeah. of the transformational potential of metals. But yeah. but it's amazing that you're doing that work. I think it's well, amazing. we're doing our small part, yeah. <laughs> and we want to, and we're just doing it to support industry. So I mean, yeah. that's why we want people to join JBC and to to tell us what's really going on with their biz- with their businesses, so we can mm-hmm. properly advocate for them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that is fantastic. So let's talk about that a little bit about okay. that relationship with like jewelers. Mm-hmm. Um, what what uh, sort of resources can they find with you besides the guides? Maybe we talk a little bit more about the lawyer sure. aspect. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we're sort of doing all kinds of things for you while you're sleeping and running your business to prevent problems so you never have to deal with I this. love that. But, but Tiffany, I have to tell you, you've yet to solve a single one of mine. <laughs> I, mean, I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you. You have yet to solve a single one of mine. The biggest one being like right over here. Well, she I thought did. we were going to prison after right. this. Today is, the, today is the day of justice. Today yeah. is the day of justice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, so people can um, bring us issues that they're seeing in that broader perspective. Then they can work with us one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- how I mentioned, either with guidance uh, by calling and doing appointments with us. They can tell us what they're seeing in advertising out there, and we can work on that. They can mm-hmm. file a mediation complaint. Um, what about copywriting? Is, oh, is this something you yeah, guys handle? Because so that's like a big. That's a huge thing. It's huge, right? Yeah. And so this is an area where we do sort of 101 education. Uh, but there okay. are so many lawyers out there doing copyright. Yes. It's redundant for us mm-hmm. to use our limited mm-hmm. resources to You're right. individually mm-hmm. represent people on mm-hmm. copyright. Yeah. We have lots of relationships with lawyers so we can help you find the right person. We can help you sort of filter mm-hmm. and say, is this worth it? Is it not? And kind of help you understand the contours of copyright mm-hmm. and what's possible and what's not. And then introduce you maybe to a few people who you might want to engage if you actually do want to engage someone. So Mm -hmm. that's really a better role for us. So an example in copyright of the broader work we do is the trademark work we do, Mm -hmm. keeping an eye on things. And then one of our wish list items for hopefully raising more revenue is to have a deeper relationship with the copyright office because we understand that they haven't been approving jewelry copyrights at the rate that they used to, and we'd like to see that change. So mm. that you know, we try to keep it nice and broad. Yeah. Um, and then I think another benefit um, that our members get at all levels, including the smaller folks, is we do these sort of like member alerts. So if anything's going on, we don't email much, but when we do, it means something. Mm-hmm. And we'll summarize in sort of plain English any kind of legal thing that you need to know about when you're running a jewelry business. So that's mm-hmm. helpful. And we also text it. We have Now we have the like text thing that you can sign oh, up for. Oh, really? Yeah, so we'll, we'll get you live updates. So let's say there's a huge change in sanctions. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's um, even, you know, and we, ha- we don't do things more broadly, but for example, when lots of small businesses were basically getting harassed with that ADA mm-hmm. thing about if yep. you're, yeah, so we put together some resources on that and got that out to everybody just so you could kind of knock yeah. that out and not get any lost business time. Uh, dealing with that. So yeah, so so we like to think we we keep you in the flow of information. And then quarterly, we do what is essentially like a shareholders call or stakeholders call. And um, because we have board meetings quarterly, um, I distill down 
all the updates that I gave the board other than the financial or uh, information about the organization. Mm -hmm. And that's open to all members. So you can get like a briefing wow. of everything that's going on um, and you can participate ask questions and I like nice. to think the most valuable thing is meeting other people people can feel so isolated I think mm -hmm. working mm, yeah. sometimes the more successful you are the more isolated you feel oh yes so uh, just meeting other members I know the right? success and isolation <laughs> so hard at the oh, top it's so hard at the top <laughs> Tiffany but we it's love so we love I mean we have no the, the part of our uh, burden and stress in life is that we don't really sell anything. So we have no oh, commercial yeah. interest in anything. Yeah. Um, but the good part of that is like, we love making connections. We love connecting people and people who should know each other. And we kind of know everybody or you we know a lot of really people. You do really know everybody. And we Literally love, do, yeah. love, love connecting people. So that's another part of being a member is meeting other people who are maybe grappling with some of the same, same things yeah. that you are that could help you in the next stage of your career. Yeah. That's amazing. And who's on the board? Like, how does this work? Yes, yeah, so we have a huge board. We have 42 people on our board. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it's yeah. enormous. And um, it's all C-suite folks from across the mm -hmm. industry. Mm -hmm. Big brands, dealers, uh, a couple of designers. So from all board. aspects of the industry. Yeah. All aspects. So we want to make sure that. we have a pearl person. We have it. You know, nice. we want to make sure that we have everyone. Uh, mm -hmm. Rolex. You know, the big names, the small names. Do we you just have get any photographers who care a lot about you? <laughs> <terms laughs> if you want to come to board meetings, <laughs> we'd love I to can, have I you. I can come. I have a lot to say. <laughs> okay. Tiffany, I have a lot to say. <laughs> I'd love to hear your perspective, actually. <laughs> Usage terms regularly violated by jewelers because they do not come from a fashion background. They don't know how those things work. Exactly. Where fashion, that this is a very, very serious thing. Exactly. Jewelers are sort of glib to a lot of that glib stuff. Glib is a great word. Yeah. So I'm, I deal with this constantly. constantly. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I know how I, stressful it and is. I, it is very stressful. And I had mine last year violated by a very large company Oof. too. And we had it out over it on the phone. Good. Yeah, we did. I, I told them everything. Good. And then I said, I'm calling Tiffany after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Stevens, Esquire. Good, you have Esquire. to stake your ground, you no, know? No, you do. I mean, people, uh, yeah. Yeah. You have rights. Like, people have to understand, yes, you as a company, you have rights. But, like, the people you work with have rights, Absolutely. too. And they have to be respected. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have, like, a bird's eye view of the industry. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious. Do you have a take on, like, how it's going? <laughs> I know this is, like, a really broad question. But, sure. like, how's I it love going out there? Um, yeah. Hot you take, know, it's take. been, we were all terrified, right? Yeah. In like 2020. And so it's such mm -hmm. a bifur bifurcated reality because uh, it's been incredible that our industry has soared mm -hmm. this whole time and it keeps weird? going. It's so it's strange. So it's like any yeah. minute now, right? This Any moment. But no. What's astonishing burst, is always yeah. there's, you never ceases to amaze me how much money there is out there. I know. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No I matter do. what no. is going on, it's astonishing how much right. money there is out there. It, and it that is. there can be like such a strong consumer, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, base still out there no matter what is happening. Absolutely. Especially at the high end. Yes. Like that's the most resilient part that we've seen from our members Absolutely. across all yeah, different yeah. product types mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that high end just keeps thriving. And the lower the rich end. Keep we getting saw, richer. I know. Capitalism. We saw, yeah. I think Signet came out with some report this week and it looks like the, so maybe the middle or the bottom of the market yeah. is struggling a little bit more again, but we continue to see, yeah, the higher end of the market wow. is still yeah. still going strong. So, you know, we see, I don't know, and people are traveling again, but it doesn't yeah, seem yeah. like that's eating, you know, they're doing both yeah. maybe. So, maybe. Yeah, that's and maybe true. we found some new consumers during this time. People start, you know, once people start buying jewelry, they don't stop. It's hard to stop. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So I think maybe we got true. some newer. And I think also there's something with the, you know, we've had a lot of long stretches of fear mm -hmm. the last few years. And I think there's something primal about like gold, you know, yeah. like 
buying right. some gold, like yeah. <laughs> having gold on your arm just in case, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I think that that's probably oddly a benefit to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that probably that makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. This has been fascinating. This has been so great. You are, well, obviously, you know your stuff through and through, but you're also just super, super fun to talk to. So that was brilliant. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you for indulging our dog and pony. I feel like we should just get every year an update from. I would be happy to do that. Can we do like an annual update with you? Like, tell us what's going on. Tell us That would be amazing. And I also just want to say, oh, what kind of shirt will I wear? Um, that I want to we'll also just one. give a big thank you to the rest of our team, um, who obviously I'm not alone in, at the JVC, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we have an amazing small group of um, brilliant women who yeah. actually do. It's all, all this women, work with isn't me. it? It's all women. Oh, really? Amazing. Yeah, which is it's why amazing. we are yeah. so great. I think that's great. Yeah, that's. I'll yeah. second that. So, just kidding. Um, so that's just a shout out to them too. And yeah. I want to give one shout out to our listeners. I'm not joking. I'm reporting all of your assets. It's over. It's a wrap. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, This has been Rough Cut. (laughs) Thanks for being here. I'm JB Jones. I'm Alan Seward. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you. So what was it? What was it? Did you, we had something. We did. You did I just mentioned you it. You did it. I didn't. No, I think I'm I sorry. said it to you in my head. Oh, probably. Yeah, and then it didn't go anywhere. Uh, was it? Do about you want to talk about the nipple guy? Who's the nipple guy? From.